people will say, wait a minute, every leader is a puppet theater? What about Trump? So there are a few exceptions. And Trump, he's not a puppet, but he's also the front man of a power that has been fighting this corruption for decades. During COVID madness, a lot happened in the world. One of the things that did happen was a lot of people were awakened to the fact that a lot of what we see outside in the world today is not even real. The mainstream media, for instance, is mostly fake news. And it's, you know, it's such a revelation to some people. Well, one of those people who came onto the scene really newly to the world was David Sorensen. Many people will have seen his films. In fact, millions and millions and millions of people have seen his film. He runs a website called StopWorldControl.com, and it's got several films on it with just unbelievable number of views. It's because he makes it very interesting. He's got a film background. He knows all the ins and outs of film. And he's in the United States. He comes from Belgium. Fascinating guy. I wanted to look into what really his motivation was. He's not a Catholic. He's a, a Christian, though. He calls himself a Christian. And it was a very interesting conversation. Um, he's seen a lot of things and wanted to get to know where it all came from and what brought him to the scene. Check this out on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. David Sorensen, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. David, I think lots of people have uh, seen Stop World Control. You've got millions of views on some of your videos where they're not canceled. What led you to begin this Stop World Control and, and what's your sort of aim behind the whole thing? Yeah, well, thank you for this question. And it's difficult to answer this in a simple way, but basically I've always been someone who looked at society a bit more of a critical eye um, and when I came to Christ uh, decades ago, my world was turned upside down because I suddenly discovered that the theory of evolution, which was being taught to all of us as solid scientific fact that was not allowed to be questioned uh, in any way whatsoever, I, I was suddenly challenged and I started doing research into this. I went to all the libraries, I went to scientific lectures, I went to the Olymusia, I, I bought books and videotapes in that time. And I, I, I was shocked to see that the foundation of science, the foundation, I'm not of science, but of the scientific thinking and what is being taught all around the world is not only uh, unscientific, it is anti-scientific. So that laid uh, a foundation for me to understand that there is a lot of deception in this world. It, uh, I mean, in an unspeakable level. And it was very difficult for me to uh, understand that because, you know, your foundation crumbles. You have no security anymore. It, 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 it's like everything the world is founded on is a lie. So what is your foundation then? I found Christ, so he, he really became my solid foundation. And when the pandemic happened, I started noticing these very strange things where doctors were being censored because they were successfully treating their patients for COVID. And that kind of 
you know, rang the alarm bell inside of me and I started gathering evidence and I was like, oh my God, what is going on here? You know, so first you think, oh, there's a pandemic. Okay, well, we have to be careful, you know, stay away from other people. And you don't suspect that anything like that would be an evil plot. That's the furthest from your mind. But then I, I saw this article where 13 world leading, I mean, the top class scientists in the world were making statements that were diametrically the opposite of what the news media was pushing on the population. And I was like, why are these scientists being censored? And so that started it. And then I dove into that and I made a report with all the evidence that I found that was mind blowing. I mean, showing how every cure was being suppressed by the World Health Organization, how doctors who were saving lives were being arrested, some were killed, how, uh, you know, all truth, all scientific and medical truth was not allowed on the Internet and how there's an agenda be behind this to control humanity. And I published that. It went viral. Uh, our website, I mean, there was not a single web hosting company that, that was able to host a website because all their servers kept crashing because so many millions of people flooded to that article and it's exploded worldwide. And that is what basically launched Stop World Control. Just a very vast, in-depth overview of solid, profound, verifiable evidence that the pandemic is an incredibly wicked uh, operation. For a lot of people, and perhaps some of our viewers, if you really want your world rocked, go look into evolution. You'll find it's a lie. Uh, I've done numerous shows on it as well, but I'm sure you have programs on it too. But it is so revealing to realize the whole wide world, just about, believes this lie. It's incredible. We can't go in-depth in, in, into that here as much as I'd like to. Uh, I would encourage you to check out Hugh Owen um, and many other researchers who've gone in-depth on this. It's incredible. But that's an amazing way that your world got rocked and all of a sudden you start to wonder, hmm, if we're lying about that, I wonder what else we're lying about. Um, and so that opened you to being able to see what's going on with, with the whole COVID narrative right away. My desire has always been since I had this encounter with God, you know, I had strayed from God. I had strayed from religion as a teenager because I saw the hypocrisy. I didn't want to have anything to do with, with church or religion or God. I was like, you know, that's for gossiping old mean ladies. That's what I knew in the church, you know, and I was like, Tabe, I'm out of here. And so, um, and I had a, a very severe stutter in my youth. I couldn't speak. I went to psychologists, psychiatrists, speech therapists, nothing and nobody could help me. I had a very, very bad stutter, very bad. Sometimes I called people on the phone and not a sound came from my throat. It was extremely difficult. So I was very insecure. And so I saw nobody believes in God. So I'm, I'm going to abandon that. Even though as a child, I had I had experiences where an angel took me to heaven. And I was very, I mean, I had a very open heart for God as a little kid. But then, you know, life and everything in this world and, you know, my own pain. And I said, no more. So, but then at a certain point during my rebellion, I realized that, you know, well, I'll make it short. I had an encounter at a certain point after an overdose of drugs, you know, seeking fulfillment, seeking pleasure, seeking to fill the deep void in your heart. 
in everything that this world has to offer and just going as far as I could to see what's out there. And I almost entered into Satanism because I was like, you know, if God is bullshit, then I might just as well check out the other side. You know, so I had experiences with the dark realm, very profound, very real experiences. And I was about to enter into that realm when I crashed and I came home as a literal, I mean, just a copy of the prodigal son in the, in the Bible. I came home and I was overwhelmed with so much love, so incredible. I mean, a love that is not found on, uh, on earth. I mean, I was literally overwhelmed with love from a God who loves me more than I can even imagine. So that changed me. It profoundly transformed me. And friends at school at the Royal uh, Academy, where I was in Belgium, a friend said, David, you've changed from a devil into an angel. And I was like, well, isn't that a compliment? <laughs> so, but I had a desire to help this world improve, to help this world find destiny, find purpose, find love, and, and understand that our creator is not religion. He, I mean, he is not a religion. He is just the giver of life. He's the giver of everything that's good. And I wanted just to help heal people just like I had been healed. And that is basically what drives me with stop world control that, you know, when I started doing it, I was afraid because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to expose government crimes. Goodness gracious, you know? And there was a lady missing in our town and we live way in the mountains. So one day after I had released this evidence report that the pandemic is a crime, we saw FBI cars drive up to our house. I, I, I was like, they're after me already, <laughs> you know? but it wasn't for me, luckily, but we, you know, so we were aware of the danger and, but I started having dreams, dreams in which I literally was called to do this work. I knew that this was God who was saying, David, you have to do this. Don't be afraid. And so, but those are the two motivations. Well, actually, there are three motivations why I do stop role control. The first is that I want to heal humanity. I want to bring that to people that has saved me. Not a religion, but a reality of a love that heals. A father who embraces us, you know, heaven that welcomes us home. Secondly, I wanted to be part of, uh, you know, we came to America in 2016, the land of the free. And we were like, you know, we are going to expand our dreams, you know, expand our vision and live uh, the impossible, which is possible in America. And so we came here as as you know, your typical migrants. And then we saw that America was turning into China. And so we felt we have to join this, this fight for freedom. We, I mean, God actually sent us to America as missionaries. And we didn't know how or what, but he just said, I'm, I'm sending you as apostles, who, which means you're a sent one, you're a missionary. And then this whole thing happened and we knew, and that's one of the dreams I got. I suddenly had a dream, which is really awkward because I don't know all these comic series or films, but I had a dream about Captain America. And in the dream, I was Captain America. And I was like, but who is Captain America? I mean, you know, and then I looked it up 
And I was stunned to see that Captain America was fighting against the Nazis and then fighting against communism. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm doing now. So God really told me, fight for freedom. So, you know, it's, it's essentially, it's not my desire. It's not my plan, but I feel that all of us, we are here right now because our creator has a plan of healing for humanity. And he wants to use us, you know, with our weaknesses, with our, you know, vulnerabilities, with everything, but with a heart that wants to help this world. Help us to understand, how would you describe the globalist agenda? The globalist agenda is very simple. They want to enslave. You know, at the beginning of this whole pandemic, I suddenly heard God speak to me very clearly. And this, the, the, I mean, it was like, you know, a voice speaking to me very crystal clear. And I heard this. David, there are two forces in this world. The force, the power of slavery, enslavement. And this enslaves humanity in every imaginable way. Emotionally, through trauma, sexually, financially, you know, to sugar, to substances, uh, you know, enslavement to government, enslavement to the spiritual realm. Or, you know, enslavement in every aspect of our existence. And then he said... And then there's the other power, power of sonship. And that is my power. I raise up my children to be my sons who live in freedom, who flourish in every way, who are liberated and healed in every aspect of their being. And they are the ones who can bring restoration to humanity because they have become free. And so this force that we're dealing with is the power of enslavement. There is this force that wants to enslave every human soul to themselves. It's a power that wants to rule. And it does this by presenting itself as the savior of this world. It does this as, you know, by saying, we will keep you safe from viruses. We will keep this world safe from climate change. We will keep you safe from terrorism. We will keep you safe from hunger and from war. And, you know, while they are the ones causing all these things, but they cause them to have the excuse to then rob us from our freedom, rob us from our rights, rob us from our possessions, rob us from our humanity. They rob us from our social contacts. They rob us from, from nature. They, they steal everything from us and they make us slaves of a system. And the reason people fall for it is because they believe their lies. The lies that say you are in danger and only when you submit to our tyranny will you be safe. One of the ways that people believe, I guess, is because they hear their truth. They hear it from the mainstream media, but it's all over the world. Tell us what you know about the media and how are people supposed to see through what seems like, you know, everybody's saying the same thing. They're all, this must be right. They, they're the media after all. I have a master's degree in media and communication from the University of Science and Arts in Belgium. I was trained to manipulate people and they don't tell you that you're going to manipulate. Well, actually they do tell you. They actually taught us in, you know, in the context of publicity. How can you manipulate people to buy your products that are completely useless? Tell them that they need them. Use certain colors, use certain shapes and words. I mean, we were trained to become wizards with words and visuals. How can you use a certain font, a certain style, a certain rhythm, 
uh, uh, you know, all these things. How can you compel people to do exactly what you want? And that's what publicity is all about. And then later I started working for newspapers and magazines and I authored several books and I, I worked for radio and television and I, I started seeing, you know, one day I sent a news article, actually a study, to the chief editor of one of the main newspapers in Belgium and Europe. About 500 leading scientists who were stating that the theory of evolution, as it was formulated by Darwin, was utterly and completely, you know, failing. And it, it was not accurate and it needed to be, uh, you know, investigated. And I said, man, this is big news. This chief editor said, please don't ever send me this kind of nonsense again. And this woke me up. I was like, oh my gosh. They say that they are bringing accurate information, but they are very narrow-minded. And then when you start looking deeper into it, you see that all these news agencies, all these news corporations worldwide, they are owned by the same people. And this is one of the worst things in our world that's being revealed right now, that the hospitals, the insurance agencies, travel corporations, big tech, uh, the pharmaceutical industry and the news media, it's all owned by a very few handful of people who have set themselves to it, to own all this. They buy the shares of these companies so they have the majority of the votes and they can direct the decisions of these corporations. And that's how they were able to push one narrative all over the world because they own all these news corporations. They own all the health agencies. They own everything. So that they can say, everyone needs to have a mask. Everybody needs to be vaccinated. Everyone has to believe this same idea. There are no, you know, and, and these corporations, these entities, they also own the World Health Organization, which is a private organization. Let me stop you there because many people are going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there evidence for this? What do you mean the same people own everything? Yes, we have a documentary that exploded worldwide. It's called Monopoly, Who Owns the World? And in this documentary, on screen, it is shown. You, you can see uh, on Yahoo Finance, who owns the majority of the shares of all these corporations. And for example, we see companies like Samsung and Apple and IBM and uh, Intel, and we think that these are competitors. They're not. They're owned by the same people. We see Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola. Oh, they compete. No, they're owned by the same people. And, you know, so all the evidence is presented in this fact-based documentary Monopoly, which people can find on StopWorldControl.com. One of the things is most of it's owned by the, the, the company called Vanguard. But then have you gone in depth as to who those people are themselves? Yes, many of us have tried to figure out who are these people because Vanguard does not disclose uh, who owns them. I mean, the, the owners of all the corporations in the world are, are disclosed. You can see, you know, they, 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 they own so many shares, so many shares. Vanguard is one big secret. So you have to go, you know, outside of Vanguard and understand, okay, who are these families? And if you look in history, there is, for example, the family of the Rothschilds. They started buying all the gold and the oil in the, in, in the 18th century, 
and they set themselves to become the owners of the world. And they started lending money to royal families to finance their wars so that royal families became indebted to them. So they had power over the kings and the queens. And this is how the Rothschilds basically rule. Uh, well, you know, I still call it the British Empire. Officially, the British Empire no longer exists, but that's just smokescreen for the public. In London, you have a small area of one square mile, which is called the city of London. So you have London, that is the actual city. And inside of London, there's a small area, which is called the city of London. That is not part of London, although it's called the city of London. It's not part of England. It's not part of the United Kingdom. It is a sovereign state, which does not obey the laws of the United Kingdom or England. Uh, but it has its own laws, its own courts, its own police. This is how these financial elites work. They set up sovereign city-states, a state within a state. And the interesting thing is that the city of London is surrounded by 14 statues of a dragon. And they have a coat of arms that shows a dragon. And their creed is, Lord, guide us. So they worship the dragon. We all know what that means. The, in scripture, the dragon is Satan. The dragon is the power of evil. So they just make it public, but nobody understands it. So you have the city of London, which is the headquarters of Freemasonry, the headquarters of many banks in the world. And, you know, and then you have the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland, in Basel. It's also a sovereign state. It's just one big skyscraper. but is grounds around it. No police can come there. The government has no authority. Nobody has any say. They pay no taxes, you know. Uh, nobody has any jurisdiction over them except they themselves. So this is how these people work. They are the ones who own Vanguard. These people who are at the head of the financial monopoly worldwide. And they are also the ones who control Washington DC in America because Washington DC is also a sovereign uh, state within a state. And they have set up the corporation of the United States of America, where the people are the products. When you look deeper into all of this, you see that there has been built a structure where governments are the puppet theater for the public. People think that they're ruled by the governments, but they're not. The governments are positioned by these financial elites. And Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, he states it publicly. He literally says, we infiltrate the cabinets and they install people. I mean, he literally says that they have positioned Macron in France, in Germany, in Argentina. They have installed all these ministers or councillors or presidents, however they're called. And so, and they are all young global leaders. So the World Economic Forum trains young global leaders, which they then position in the governments so that they can control the governments. So people need to understand that we are living in a theater show. We are the dumb idiots. That's how they call us. They call the public idiots who have no clue what's going on in this world. We think that we are being ruled by governments, but they are just there to fool us, 
while in reality, the nations are being controlled by these families. You know, the Rothschilds, and then you have the Rockefellers, something about Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller uh, in the 19th century. He wanted to become the richest man in the world. So he started buying oil and he became uh, the largest oil magnet in the world. And then he decided that the entire health industry worldwide, the entire medical industry had to be subverted. And while doctors were, were using all kinds of natural methods that have hardly any side effects to cure people and to keep people healthy, and most people were very healthy in those days, you know, there was hardly any sickness. So he started saying, from now on, all medicines have to be made from petroleum, from petrochemicals. And so he started buying up the entire medical industry worldwide, universities, uh, and you know, and he also founded later on the World Health Organization. But this Rockefeller, an oil magnate, he started completely hijacking the health care of the entire world so that all drugs would be made from his oil. And today, the vast majority of drugs are all made from petrochemicals, from petroleum. And that's also an example. And I mean, he became extremely wealthy. And today, the Rockefeller Institute and the Rockefeller Foundation are still among the driving powers in this world behind, you know, not anymore only the healthcare, but also, yeah, many other aspects. They have so much money. They have trillions of dollars so they can buy anything. Your thesis is is very controversial one because, I mean, you know, especially in America, it very much democracy is valued. At least we used to think so. Uh, but people would say, wait a minute, every leader is a puppet theater? What about Trump? What about Viktor Orban in, in Hungary? So there are a few exceptions. And Trump is in essence, he's not a puppet, but he's also the front man of a power that has been fighting this corruption for decades. And I'm hoping and praying that I can make a documentary about this, but there is an astronomical amount of evidence that for the past decades, there has been developed a plan by high level military, especially military intelligence in America, who wanted to save America and save the world because they saw the agenda of these uh, corporations. They saw the agenda of these these financial elites who are Satanists. And they knew if they succeed, it's the end for humanity. It's the end for the earth. They're going to turn the earth in hell. Some people who investigate all of this, they see so much evil that they think evil is all there is. But no, there is a God. There is a creator. And there are people who open their heart for God. And they want his goodness and his love and his justice and his freedom to reign on the earth. And America was founded by Christian people. It has a very strong Christian foundation, and this has never been eradicated. And in the military, you see that there is a force and they have focused on owning the military intelligence agency, uh, NSA, National Security Agency. And they are the ones who have asked Trump to run for president because he is 
an insider of these financial elites, being a billionaire himself. He has been in their circles. They have played in his casinos. He's, he has been in their parties. And he has seen their wickedness and their evil, and he decided not to be part of it. And he's a patriot. He loves America. So they knew this man is the ideal person to be our front agent. And Trump has a brilliant mind, so he is very much part of this plan. And he has had a lot of input in this plan to save America. So, but no president operates on himself, especially not in the bigger countries. I believe in Hungary, for example, you know, these elites have tried to bribe or murder or blackmail everyone. But there are few places where they failed, like in Hungary, where you have this man. And in Russia, where you have Putin, I mean, this will freak out many people, but, well, I don't know if I can say this, if people are ready for this, but let me just say this, Putin is not Putin, okay? I'll leave it there. He's a different guy than people think. The original Putin has been removed. And if you look at the original Putin and the new Putin, you, you see that these are two completely different people. The first Putin was positioned by the World Economic Forum. He was a young global leader in order... I mean, he was positioned in Russia by the elites to submit Russia to their agenda. But this guy was re removed. I don't know what happened to him. And suddenly an entirely different guy came with, with the same name, but with a different face. And he was suddenly opposed to the World Economic Forum. And so he is a man who is openly exposing the Satanism of the elites in the West. He says we have to protect Russia and the world against pedophilia, transgender madness, and he literally calls people back to Christ because this Putin, the, the guy who plays the role of Putin, he is an Orthodox Christian. And, you know, in several public speeches, he calls the world to return to Christian values and to the Christian faith. So you see that they are attempting to rule the world, but they haven't been able to get everyone under their control. There's a reason why there has always been a push for war against Russia. They always wanted to destroy Russia because Russia used to be under their control. They had communism there and then they lost their grip. And now you have a leader in Russia who is against them and who is exposing them. And now they're again calling for an all-out war against Russia. You know, so there, there are forces in this world that are fighting against these elites. And I believe that that is our creator who is organizing something to save us. That's very interesting. There's another theory that would hold that Putin, as a former KGB agent, um, is just trying to pull the wool over, um, you know, He's spoken uh, in favor of World Economic Forum. Even the new Putin, as you call him, um, he's in favor of the um, 2030 goals. Um, so some of that's very, very confusing because a lot of what you might expect, because I've heard the speeches too from Putin, but taking him for the former KGB agent that he is and the fact that Catholicism is still persecuted inside Russia. So inside Russia... Orthodoxy is, of course, the state religion, but they accept all sorts of other religions, but not Catholicism. 
Um, I find that really strange. And so there's a lot of question about, about Putin and where he's coming from. While he makes some really, really good speeches, there's a lot of this um, background that, uh, you know, is, is very confusing. There is a lot of stuff very confusing in this time. If you look at Elon Musk, I mean, what's the deal with him? Why, why is he developing Neuralink, which is the first step towards transhumanism? While at the same time, he has bought Twitter, turned it in X, and suddenly it transforms it into an incredible platform for truth, where this massive global awakening is happening. And so we have many, many things are uncertain, what's really going on. And that's why my faith, my confidence is not in these people. I observe things. I see Putin do incredible things. I mean, he literally took out one of the world headquarters of the cabal which was in Ukraine. And, you know, they, uh, they were freaking out. They were in terror and in panic. And you had guys like Soros say, oh gosh, if we lose Ukraine, this is the end of Western civilization. I'm like, that's how important Ukraine was for the cabal, for the elites, for their, their uh, strategy for world domination. And then when Putin invaded Ukraine, it, it came out that, there were tunnels all over the place for child trafficking, for um, organ trading. It was a central hub for a money laundering. The US deep state had several, several biolabs there. And there is this document that shows that the US Department of Defense was funding COVID-19 research in the Ukraine biolab in 2019. Putin invaded Ukraine to take out this massive headquarter of the cabal, the elites, you know, the Satanists worldwide. So, you know, actions speak louder than words. I don't know much about his background. I do know that people can have a very dark background, which actually makes them the perfect person to take out the evil ones. I mean, I have a background. I was trained at universities where every single teacher tried to turn us into an ungodly, you know, almost a demon. I mean, these teachers, they were on a mission. They were on a mission to make us the most aggressive atheists this world has ever known. I mean, but it doesn't mean that I became like them. I was trained there. I was trained how to lie to people. I was trained, you know, about so many things, but I saw the evil and it's only strengthened my own determination to do good. And so with Trump, so many people say, yeah, but he's been in those parties. He knows those guys. Yes, of course. That's why he's the perfect guy, because he knows their ins and outs. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the United Nations, um, the sustainability goals of the United Nations. Yeah, that is an example of what I said, that they present themselves as saviors of the world. The sustainability goals are basically nothing else but a system for enslavement. It literally wants to, you know, remove every private possession from the people, every freedom, every human right. It wants to make people uh, puppets in a system where nobody has a say anymore because that's bad for the planet. That's bad for, you know, the common good. So you have to give up everything. Otherwise, the planet is going to hell. That's what they say, essentially. 
One example of the sustainability goals is that people have to live in smart cities. Smart cities are cities that are, you know, full of uh, surveillance technology that records every single detail of our life, what we eat, what we drink, where we go, who we meet, who we date, uh, you know, how much energy we use, wh wh what we buy on the, on the internet, but also what we think and what we feel and what we dream. This is part of the sustainability goals. It's part of the smart cities where people will have no privacy anymore. And I'm actually preparing a documentary about this where you can hear these people literally say this, where the president of Chile literally says 5G has the ability to not only record our thoughts and emotions, but to insert thoughts and emotions. And Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum who's basically the boss over the United Nations, he says all of humanity will be lifted up, will be raised into a universal consciousness, which means that everybody will think and feel the same. They will say, yeah, we have to rule out misinformation. We have to make sure that everybody knows the facts. So smart cities are a good example of the sustainability goals where they say, People have to live in cities where they are monitored all the time so that they are no longer a threat for the environment, so that they are no longer a cause for climate change. And then people are only allowed to go 15, or, you know, 10, 15 or 20 minutes from their home. And if they want to go further, they need to apply for, for a permit. Because if you travel, you are a danger for the environment. So you have to stay in you know in that small uh, yeah perimeter so you know it's 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 all all about control all about making sure that the people become these milk cows for the elites they will own everything they can travel anywhere they want they can do everything but the public has to be locked up in a system to protect the planet and that is in essence the heart behind the sustainability goals. It claims to save the world, but it imposes a tyranny that is indescribably, you know, wicked. Yeah, we've, we've seen a lot of that, especially over the last few years with, um, you know, John Kerry with his own jet and multiple cars and homes saying, telling people to take public transit and stuff like this. But you mentioned a few minutes ago about Satanism. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what's going on with Satanism in the world. It certainly seems to be on the increase. And if you could also speak to it with regard to child sacrifice, because at least in the pro-life movement, we see very clearly the tie to the old form of child sacrifice with Satanism that was very real um, in, in even in indigenous cultures that used to do that kind of thing. There's no difference now. America, we're killing 1 million children a year by abortion. Canada, 100,000, very similar numbers based on the population. We're actually killing more than that via medical abortion as well. Uh, what do you see of these things? What's your take on it? What people need to understand is that we have been put into a Disney mindset where people think that life is fine and that we all live in a Disney world. And you know, yes, there's good and evil on TV. There's good and evil in the movies. There's good and evil in my video games, but there's no evil in this world. You know, that's just a conspiracy theory. And I'm like, people have been brainwashed to think that uh, we are just in some 
some smooth society where everything's fine. While if you look at what's really going on, then there is a level of evil at work that is incomprehensible. And you are totally right that it is no different today than in history. And I have an evidence report on the website where people can see the evidence of how, how human sacrifice, and in particular child sacrifice, has always been at the heart of most cultures worldwide. You know, be it in South America, be it in Europe, be it in Scandinavia, be it in Africa or Asia, in every ancient culture, there was the practice of human sacrifice. Why? Because everywhere people turned away from the creator and they started worshipping uh, idols, which are in essence spirits who want to be worshipped as gods so they can rule over those people. And here you see the power of enslavement again. They want to rule over humanity. In every culture, you see that there was human sacrifice. You know, the Aztecs had their big pyramids where people were put on an altar and alive, while they were alive, their chest was cut open, their beating heart was taken out. This is just history, okay? And this happened everywhere in the world. And when Christianity came, Christ said, love one another. You know, stop doing all these things. And everywhere Christianity came, these horrible practices were cancelled or pushed into the shadows of society. But what happened is that people who did not want to love one another, they wanted to rule over one another. They, they wanted to abuse one another. You know, they kept performing these practices. And if you look deeper into uh, the behind the scenes activities of these financial elites, then you see that they're all involved in the same ancient practices of thousands of years ago. And I have several first-hand eyewitness accounts from people who came out of these circles. There's, for example, Ronald Bernard. He's a Dutch man who operated at almost the highest level of the financial elites. And he was in Basel in the Bank of International Settlements. And he worked in, you know, in those big skyscrapers. And he was moving trillions of dollars. And he was a genius at doing that. That's why he came so high. And he says that he, he observed with his own eyes how the same money that funds governments that supposedly fight terrorists, that same money goes to the terrorists. And so these so-called opposing forces are financed by the same people. And he said that at first he was moving trillions of dollars for these people worldwide, whitewashing constantly. And, you know, and he he says that they have the power to destroy entire nations. They can suddenly devaluate their, um, their currency or the, they can take actions that cause a collapse of a nation. And but at a certain point, they told him, how would you like it if you not only moved our money, but if you owned it for yourself? So, oh, that's cool. And they said, well, that's possible. But then you have to bury your conscience into the freezer at minus 100. And he was invited to join first in satanic masses, which was just drug, sex and rock and roll, you know, and he kind of enjoyed that. The so-called holy masses of Satanism. So he saw that 
at the high the higher you go in this financial uh world the more you encounter that they uh are the most of them are members of what is called luciferianism they don't call it satanism it's luciferianism but it's the same thing but then they invited him to go deeper and to own the money but then he had to participate in child sacrifice and that's where he drew a line that's where he got you know he said no i can't do that because as a child he had been abused and you know he he had experienced a lot of trauma as a kid and he he couldn't do that to other children so he stepped out he and but what he revealed is that these people they bring human sacrifices to spiritual entities of darkness and evil and they those powers need those children they need the energy of the children i don't know exactly how it works but they feed on the fear they feed on the death on the blood on everything you know these powers need human sacrifice if human sacrifice is cancelled then they die or starve or you know then they're powerless that's how it works and in return for human sacrifice they give unlimited power and finances to the people okay so that's why they said if you participate in human sacrifice and child sacrifice then all the doors for power and wealth will open up for you as well and i have personal contact with several people who you know there's ronald bernard but there's also uh, other people that have contacted me and i've called them and i've emailed extensively with them who have informed me about what's going on and you know it's 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 if you look at evil evil has no bounds evil doesn't stop at anything i mean if we think this is too evil no 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 no. they go way beyond that they don't stop evil goes as far as far they there's nothing that stops evil except when we the good people say it stops here okay so they have been doing you know genetic experimenting with animals and humans they've been doing so many things babies are being bred for these elites and for these demonic entities specifically for child sacrifice there, there are things going on in, in this world that no human should ever be aware of because it can be traumatizing and i've had times where i walked around and i started crying every now and then for weeks when i thought about these things because they're so horrible so we are dealing with evil there is there is a reason why these people have such unfathomable power and wealth is because they do things that are unimaginably evil and in reward they get this power one of the things that drives i mean most of uh, mankind i've heard it said that there was a there was this evil power that that sort of ruled the world the sort of gods of the world before demons as you said um but that it was suppressed um in the scriptures we read about um the hand that was lifted and and one of the people that i spoke to joshua charles he talked about that as the, the scriptures say the catacon and what is the catacon um and he he believed it was christianity it was the church that was able to suppress this evil for a time as as you had mentioned earlier on but that this this catacon has been removed in some ways it, it's it's been the influence of christianity of the church is sort of weakened right now in the world 
it basically is bringing back Jonathan Kahn has a, has a new book out. I don't know if you know him, but he's um, he's an evangelical. He he wrote a new book calling The Return of the Gods, and it's about this very thing that the old gods are back. Um, I was interviewing one young lady uh, from Mexico, and she had a very traumatic time. But she actually mentioned as well that, you know, Mexico, when they went into abortion, it was so horrible because they brought back the old Aztec gods that used to rule there. And that the uh, there was apparently three gods or something, but they sort of sit in rule now over Mexico in the same way. And that's that brings them their cartel problems, which were related to the way they abort. And it was just disgusting. So there is lots going on from lots of different sources that makes this sound more credible than it otherwise would. Because if you come to this directly from what you've said, people, people might think that's just too incredible. It's unbelievable. Zachary King, someone who was into Satanism has similar stories. So the fact of the, the, this very dark, power at work in the world. We know, I mean, we know it's there, but really how many people give into this uh, and and act with this on, on that level? And are they really our current rulers? It would seem there's evidence for that because we are the most anti-Christ society probably we've ever seen. Well, it's really fascinating that you bring this up because this is the exact topic that I believe that the Holy Spirit has been leading me on for the past year. Um, I can't go too deep into this because there are so many aspects to it, but I will briefly share what I believe in all sincerity that the Lord has been showing me the past year. In the scriptures, we read that Christ would return. Okay. He said very, very strongly, and he repeated it, and he stressed it, and he guaranteed it that the people he was speaking to, they would experience this so-called return of Christ. Same thing was said by the apostles. Every single apostle told the first Christians that they and nobody else, but they would experience this return of Christ. If we look at Jewish and Roman and Greek history, they all describe in great detail, in a mind-blowing and an amazing way, that Christ indeed came on the clouds with the armies of angels and fire and mighty judgment in the exact time frame to the exact people and in the exact location that Christ and the apostles had said. We've been told that we, 2,000 years later, have to wait for the return of Christ, which is 100% extremely, extremely unscriptural, because everything that Christ and everything that the apostles said about it, every word they mentioned about it, stressed, and, and Jesus used this, this saying, surely, surely, which means like, Guys, get it, okay? I mean this. Surely, surely, or verily, verily, I say unto you, you will see it. You will experience it. So that's what Christ said. History confirms it. If we look at history, if we step out of the brainwashing of Christianity from our time, which is also controlled by the cabal, 
You know, they have hijacked Christianity in the 19th century through John Darby and through Schofield and through Moody and through other guys. They want everybody to believe that we are here to wait for a rapture and for Christ to return to fix everything. Because if we believe that, we will do nothing to save this world. Because we think the world is doomed and we just have to wait for an escape. So that is the strategy behind it. Eliminate the billions of Christians worldwide by telling them they have to wait for a rapture. And telling them the world is doomed anyway, there's nothing you can do about it. But the scriptures say the exact opposite. Christ said, I will come on the clouds. To, I mean, what the scriptures say about the return of Christ is, is that it was in the context of God judging Israel for murdering his prophets. Okay, so that is that thing. And I have an extensive study about this that many theologians and scholars have told me that they consider this the very best expose of this topic that they have ever read. So people can find that on the website godisreal.today slash return. Very simple. Godisreal.today slash return. I've studied this for 15 years. So if we are not in the time where we have to wait for Christ to return, in what time are we then concerning scripture? Exactly what you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. If you look at history, you know, history has been falsified. But if we look at what we know about history, then we, and you know, there's a lot of truth coming forth, a lot of truth coming out about history that has been suppressed from us. What we've been told is that the past 2000 years were dark and were, you know, just the dark ages. But in reality, there, from the time that Christ came and said, now I'm launching my kingdom. And he said to his followers, you will sit with me on the throne to reign. And you will cast out evil spirits. You will bring healing. You will establish my reign of love and goodness on this earth. And if we look at history, then we see that everywhere those Christians came, they abolished the dark forces. They established caring for the poor. They are the ones, it's the Christians who built the first hospitals, who built the orphanages, who built the schools. They are the ones who started science. I mean, every nation in this world that became Christian experienced a level of well-being and peace that was unprecedented, unknown, unimaginable. Because before the Christians came there, everybody was killing each other. People have to, had to live behind fortified cities because thieves and robbers everywhere. So, you know, human sacrifice was at the heart of every culture in the world until the Christians came. And they created the peaceful societies where people can now have paid vacations, healthcare, you know, uh, fair jobs, and, and, and so much more. So there has been a time where Christians were the most transformational force on the earth. This cannot be denied. Everywhere the Christians came, you know, goodness, peace, and blessing came. And the Catholic Church was very powerful in that they sent their priests and their nuns everywhere to start schools and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And nothing was perfect, but there was an increase of the kingdom of God. There was an establishing, there was a casting out of darkness and people learned about the God of love. They learned about loving one another. They learned about being honest and righteous. They learned about, you know, we don't pray to ancestors, we pray to the creator of all life, you know, things like this.
That's what the scriptures describe as a thousand year where Christ and the souls of the saints reign on the earth. Reigning doesn't mean that everything's perfect. The very fact that you need to reign means that there's a lot of bullshit going on. You, you are there to reign to make it right. Okay. People think, oh, the thousand year reign is going to be perfect. Of course not. If it was perfect, nobody would have to reign. Okay. There is a need of kings to reign with the king of kings. And we are called kings. And, uh, and we reign with the king of kings, with Christ, because it is needed. Because there is need for a, a, a voice that speaks justice and truth, etc. So for a thousand year, and I don't know if it's a literal thousand year, because in scripture the word thousand is also used in a symbolic way to just mean an extended period of time. Okay? I mean, scripture speaks about a thousand hills and, and a thousand this and that, and it just means a large, large number. If we simplify everything, then we see that in history, there has been a time where Christians were the most powerful force on earth. Everywhere they came, well-being came down and this darkness was abolished. Even now, you know, we love the movies from the 50s. Those, those first Disney movies and, you know, and it blows my mind that in those movies, like there's this phenomenal masterpiece, um, Journey to the Center of the Earth from Disney. And the, 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 the actors, the main players in the movie, when they are in distress, they kneel and they pray to God and they ask God to save them and help them. You know, that is, that's only 70 years ago. And that is a remnant of how strong this, this, this knowledge was, this awareness that there is a God of love who helps us. And I read many books and comic books and, you know, um, from Europe and all the old ones, all the old books from like two centuries ago, now one century ago, 50 years ago, they are all very godly, all very pure. They're all, you know, they pray to God and they, you know, it's, you see that the, there was this consciousness amongst the public of there is a God who loves us, a God who cares, and we need to live righteous. We have to do good. We have to fight evil. That was still present in the previous generation, very strong in the culture. Now it's very different. But so there was this extended period of time, symbolically described as a thousand year reign, where Christians dramatically transformed the face of the earth. But scripture in the book of Revelation says that after that period, after that extended period of time, oh, well, I'll put it differently, that during that time, the great deceiver, you know, he's called the great dragon, the serpent of old, the entity that's worshipped by the financial elites. They put him on, on their coat of arms. They put him on their castles. They, I mean, the Vatican has dragons all over the place. You know, they make it clear who they worship. During the thousand year reign, this entity, this power, this dragon, this serpent, this, you know, David Icke would say, this reptilian, you know, whatever, this dark force of evil was bound. That's what Revelation says. He was bound and locked up in the abyss. And during that time, the Christians were able to bring healing and restoration. 
in an increasing way all over the world. And nothing was perfect. You know, people have to get rid of the mindset, but it wasn't perfect. Of course it wasn't. That's why they were there. You know, they had to help. They had to heal. You said, go and expel evil spirits. That means there were evil spirits, okay? Go and heal the sick. That means people were sick, etc. I'll finish now and this will explain everything. After that time, Revelation 20 says that Satan, the dragon, the devil, you know, the serpent was released once again for a brief period of time, not extended for a limited period of time to once again deceive all the nations of the world and gather them in an all out war against Christ and his people, against God, the creator and all the good people. And that's, I believe. I, I, you know, I've been praying and Lord, if I'm wrong, then tell me, but I have the strong conviction right now that this is what the Lord has been showing me. Guys, you are now in that you are in the end, near the end of this brief period of time where this power of deception has been released once again for the last time, for the last time to deceive everyone he can deceive. And I believe that the purpose of this is to have a final shifting of humanity, a final filtering after centuries where Christianity started, you know, penetrating everywhere, the love of Christ, goodness, justice, truth, freedom, righteousness, you know, loving one another, that humanity is again placed for a choice. Okay, now it's been good. Here you have darkness again. Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to choose? And I believe that we are, you know, there's, there's this, uh, there are a myriad of elements and confirmations that came my way to confirm this. And one is that at the beginning of doing stop world control, I prayed and I said, Lord, what are we about to see? I need to know, are we entering into a dark age? Are you going to allow evil to rule the world? for you know a period or are we about to experience a major victory and breakthrough i need to know in order to position my heart and mind when i do stop road control i have to know do we have to brace ourselves or are we about to break through the next day i received an email from a lady in belgium and she's an, an elderly lady and she is very prophetic and she prays hours every day and she's one, I mean, she's in our support team. She is a real intercessor for us. And she wrote me an email and she said, David, I had a very strong vision last night and I was told to share it with you. And she said, this is what I saw. She said, I, I was shown the whole earth and the entire earth was covered by a serpent. It's totally covered or partially covered every single nation. And she said, then I saw little flames all over the world. There were flames everywhere. And when I zoomed in, these flames were people who had an ax and they were hitting the body of that snake, of that serpent. And she said, as they did, an incredible nasty stench came, for, came out of it. I believe that that is the exposing of, of all evil. You know, child sacrifice, child trafficking, all, all this stuff. And she said, but then I saw the vision shift to America. And I saw that in America, 
There were way more of these flames than in any other nation. And the serpent was almost completely cut in half in America. The last part, she said, she only told me two days later because she is from Italy originally. And she said, this puzzled me. I don't understand this. And she only told me that two days later, she said, David, there's another part I have to share with you. She said, I saw that the head of this snake is in the Vatican. And it was shaking in terror back and forth because it was being cut in half in America. And, you know, she didn't know anything about the cabal or the financial elites or the Vatican. She didn't understand anything. But those who look into it, they see that ultimately all the lines from the financial elites, they all lead back to the Vatican. And that has deep, dark, ancient roots. But, you know, Satan always presents himself as the opposite. The World Health Organization is the world's genocide organization, but they say we are for your health. You know, they, Satan hides in the church. That's how you can say it. And so this was a direct answer to me. David, I prayed, Lord, are we about to see a breakthrough or are we about to enter a dark age? This is the answer I got the very next day. The serpent that is covering the earth is almost completely cut in half in America. And the message was, David, tell the people to keep doing what they're doing. Keep hitting, keep hitting. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Expose evil, speak truth, you know, pray, prophesy. Keep doing what you're doing because you're almost there. And so, and then you have the White Hat military in America uh, that have been fighting this. And they say in their uh, communications to the public, they say, we will present to you a new world. We are about to go from darkness to light. There will be a changing of the guards. We are taking down this network of evil worldwide. And so I believe that we are in the time where... And Revelation 20 says that uh, when this battle starts of the great dragon, the ancient serpent, you know, evil, darkness, Satan, whatever, Lucifer, who works in humanity. And yes, he has his gods. He has his fallen angels. They, they believe that they will win. There are many uh, forces of darkness who have returned in the past years and decades. You know, ancient wells have been opened. There's a, a, a massive return to sorcery, magic, witchcraft. You know, movies like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter uh, have opened up these wells. And even Narnia, which introduced millions of children to, to uh, witchcraft and magic. You know, all these... The, I, I literally heard the producer of the film Lord of the Rings say... C.S. Lewis opened the gates of hell so that magic can return in our world. And I was like, oh my God. But so the, the gates have been opened because these forces that have been suppressed by Christianity, they see our great master has returned. He is busy, you know, conquering the world. We will rule over humanity. And they don't know that this is time of their final judgment that now is the time where they will be permanently permanently dealt with and humanity will be cleansed cleansed from all the people who said yes to this intense darkness 
And so I, so I believe that we have hope that we, the efforts that you have been doing with LifeSite News and what I've been doing and what millions of others have been doing, a Revelation 20 says that, at the, uh, that when this battle goes around the world against Christ, that fire comes from heaven to devour them, to judge them. Well, how does this fire look? If we read about fire in Pentecost, the fire, that was also fire that came from heaven, but it worked in people. It made people, it set people on fire to execute the will of God. So I believe, I, I believe that this fire of heaven is burning in millions of people worldwide to execute judgment upon the wicked. And I believe that in the coming years, there will come a time, and I can't put a time frame on it, but the message I keep hearing and, you know, is that we are about to enter a new era where there will be a new day for humanity, where the good people will, will rise to authority, where justice will be restored, where evil, this suffocating veil, this dark cloud of evil will be removed and humanity will breathe freely once again. David, you might want to look into Catholicism because what you say uh, with some different terminology is very similar to what Catholics believe, traditional Catholics anyway, because they too believe, they don't believe at all in the rapture and they too believe that the rapture mentality leads exactly to Christians who do nothing. Some of them don't even vote because they think, oh, I, we shouldn't even vote. Um, and that leads to a belief that they shouldn't work to bring Christ, the King, into the world, to make the kingdom on earth for Christ. Uh, the Our Father, uh, you know, our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're praying every day. All Christians are praying to bring it on earth. So we are called to work to bring the kingdom of Christ on earth. Catholics, at least traditional Catholics, always celebrate Christ the King. Christ, the sovereign king of all nations. And you're right. In the past, there was about a thousand years where Christianity brought, in, in, in the best way the world has ever been, it brought more love, freedom, sanity, and, and uh, you know, cooperation in the world where we cared for the poor than at any other time. But it does appear that we are in that sort of post-Christian time for a while. You said Christ is not to come again. Well, in the end, he will. But the very end, that's the judge, uh, not as he did, um, as you might say, Christ came in the conquering, if you will, of Christianity over the world, where it brought blessing to the world like, like never before. There is a concept in the scriptures also of a time of real evil, where it reaches its apex under Antichrist. And a lot of people think we might be coming to that. But that time is a very short time. Uh, in fact, in the scriptures, as you probably know, even the number of days of that reign is given. We're talking about three and a half years or so, after which there's a massive uh, victory for Christ. And there's a victory that I think a lot of Catholics would call the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. It's associated with, with uh, Jesus's mother and so on. Uh, but there's lots there for, for you to look into because a lot of what uh, you feel the Lord has told you is exactly in traditional Catholicism. Right now, the, the Vatican as a center for um, evil and, and problem, I would have to agree with you. We're you're seeing more hell from 
the Vatican than most people thought even possible. The the shutting of masses for uh, was it twenty twenty in March was is how how did how did that ever happen? A lot of people believe that's scriptural as well. So there is a lot of what you say that goes along with traditional Catholicism. I, I would encourage you to check it out. There's also some very uh, confusing elements because we're in a time of darkness and confusion, great evil, but also great good. We, we, St. Paul says, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Well, we have more sin abounding. And so the grace is there for the asking. That is so encouraging that, you know, I started out by explaining how I started waking up when I looked into the theory of evolution and I was shocked to see the blindness and, you know, also how to media lies. And, and then I, I found about, you know, we lived in Belgium right next to a, a, a very big and modern prison. And I started learning about how the food industry is so incredibly corrupt and it's, it just causes most health problems in the world and and it's like a genocide operation you know that people eat food that just kills them and i realized you know the people in that prison are just they're nothing they're they're just people who made mistakes bad friends the real criminals are in the skyscrapers and for for many years in my life that was very difficult and i think that many 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 people can uh, recognize this where they were like seeing this evil and this corruption, but it appeared that nobody was aware of it. And since COVID, all of a sudden, the veil has been lifted. And not a thousand, not tens of thousands, not even millions, but hundreds of millions of people worldwide suddenly have woken up and suddenly begin to understand we are being ruled by psychopath murderers. We are being ruled by criminals that are, are you know, Satan himself. And, and, and they don't stop at COVID. They look into history. They look into news media. They look into everything. They start, you know, it's like the lid has been blown off. And this is extremely encouraging. And I believe that this is what uh, this military operation uh, uh, that is fighting for the freedom of humanity, they call it the Great Awakening where, you know, finally this veil of deception is being lifted. And I believe that we are only at the very early stages of this awakening, that we will see this awakening explode in ways that we couldn't even understand. I mean, one of the things that uh, just recently happened is that Tucker Carlson, I mean, he was fired by, by uh, Fox News and he puts out videos where he exposes the corruption of the news media and it's viewed by half a billion people 427 million people you know things like this are going on and i believe that we are about to see an awakening that is going to shatter these strongholds of evil and that this is a time where the good people have to lift up their head they have to you know it is overwhelming and scary and discouraging to see all that evil but we have to it, we have to understand it has always been there. It's not suddenly there. Things haven't suddenly gotten worse. No, they're suddenly being exposed. It has, it has always been there. Especially, you know, uh, since this dragon was um, yeah, released again. 
And I have reason to believe that happened at the early 19th century, because in the early 19th century, all of a sudden, there was this tsunami of deception that swept the entire world. Every major deception that is now ruling over the earth, it all started at the same period, at the beginning of the 19th century. You know, I'm preparing a documentary about this, but, you know, Marxism, uh, the theory of evolution, atheism, uh, all these things, Luciferianism, they all were birthed. They all suddenly exploded in the 19th century. And then once that philosophical foundation was laid over humanity of, of darkness and deception, then in the early 20th century, every single globalist organization was founded in succession, almost simultaneously, you know, and so early 20th, halfway 20th century, they were all founded. And then now the 21st century, they are trying to accomplish their goal and submit humanity to a satanic rule, but they are going to fail. And let me finish with this. You are completely right that the Catholic Church has maintained the original message of Christ. Establish my kingdom, acknowledge my reign. And when I say Catholic, I don't mean Rome with the Pope. I, I mean, you know, just the basic faith, the basic Christian faith, which says Christ is king. He reigns and he invites us to reign with him. And that's what Christians did all over the world for, you know, that extended period of time that, that is referred to as a thousand year. But in the 19th century, also, the American evangelical church was infiltrated by the Rothschilds, by the Satanists, and they injected the theory of the rapture. And they said, guys, evil is going to rule the world. There's nothing you can do about it. So just let us do our job, okay? L let us have our way, because it only means that the more evil increases, the sooner you will be able to escape from here. And this was pushed all over America. And so it is specifically the American evangelical Christianity that was hijacked. They were removed from the equation so that they would not oppose the financial elite's agenda. But they would in fact support it because they were told this is biblical prophecy being fulfilled. So, you know, and so, but, and that is why it's particularly the Catholic Christians worldwide who are the main force against this new world order. I would always say our, our one weapon that we, that we have, uh, you know, more than anything else is still prayer. Uh, it's still to unite ourselves with what, is, as Catholics would say, unite ourselves with the holy sacrifice of the Mass, uh, which is Jesus' own sacrifice for us, that one-time sacrifice that is, for us, perpetuated in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So it's not a repeat, as, as people accuse, um, Catholics of doing repeating Christ's crucifixion every day. No, it is a mystical union with that one sacrifice at Calvary, and that's the most powerful thing that we have uh, to do. So prayer really is the key. David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a, a whirlwind tour of uh, of what you've done, and uh, incredible, incredible videos, um, beautiful cinematography in them. Uh, you you truly know your craft. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you very much. And I also want to return that to you because what LifeSite News has been doing the past decades is phenomenal. And I'm very grateful for what you do. And 
I really want to encourage everyone watching to do what you can do. You know, there are thousands of people there who may not have the that big of an audience, but I know that, you know, it's all of us together that are taking down these elites and we need everyone. So please do what you can do. Stand up, uh, you know, ask, just pray, God, what can I do? Show me. And he will. But just be willing. And those people who are afraid to speak out, please no longer be afraid. Be a dragon slayer. Otherwise, you'll be a dragon slave. God bless you and thank you. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.